Welcome to Reach Your P podcast with your hosts, uh, Jared O'Sullivan and Bobby Inright. On today's podcast, we've got a, a very special guest, um, a local woman from Killarney, Ruth Allen, which is a chartered physiotherapist, and we're going to uh, basically chat about everything um, related to the fitness industry, both from a strength perspective, where we get people into the gym, and also on a rehabilitation side. So, Ruth, um, could you give us a bit of an intro of yourself? Hi, Bobby. Uh, firstly, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on here and uh, have a chat with yourself and Jared <clears throat> about all things, I guess, that overlap between um, physiotherapy and um, strength and conditioning is what you guys are professionals at. So, um, I, as you said, I'm uh, based in Clarny. I'm um, a chartered physio. I've been here in Clarny for about 10 years. Um, I have my own physiotherapy business. It's Kerry Physiotherapy Centre and we are based in the centre town um, on New Street. Um, operating from there, you have myself and another chartered physiotherapist, uh, Kieran O'Shea. And then you have a women's health specialist, uh, chartered physio Fiona O'Connor who's there on Mondays and then we have an occupational therapist as well Emma Potter who's also there um, a couple of evenings and on weekends um, and um, all our um, queries can be dealt through our um, receptionist and office manager Gemma but um, I suppose what do we deal with in um, in Kerry Physio like we deal with all things related to the body and injuries um, and as some people think it's not just for sporting people you know it's not just for the person that goes out and has their um, you know pulls their hamstring or sprains their ankle it's for for anybody that might have an issue with back pain neck pain you might have an issue following a road traffic accident or you might have an issue following a an extra vig- vigorous sprint up cardiac hill or something like that. Any problems that you might feel have joints, bones, um, we can help with. Um, and I guess uh, that's what we're there for. So quite a busy, um, obviously a busy clinic each day with a lot of people and coming in at different angles and that. And I suppose we'll, that leads us on to our first question. And yeah, as you said there, Ruth, um, like you do work with general population and as many of our listeners will be the, the gen pop. Um, you've been around a long time and what would you say is kind of the, the larger issues you see with health and lifestyle issues within within general population clients um i suppose there are a few that we would see um i guess the main one like from um the type of lifestyle that we live now we're all sitting more we're all driving more um and that tends to lead us to having a more sedentary lifestyle so Lots of people, I guess we don't move enough. You know, we're sitting at a desk at a computer for eight, nine hours a day and we forget, you know, like we all do, we get engrossed in what we're doing, we might have deadlines and we just forget to get up and, and, and walk to the toilet or we forget to get up and walk and have our, have a drink of water. Or you might be having to commute um, in a car for long periods of time and then again you're rushing to get to the office and then you're sitting down at your desk. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I would see uh, the general population definitely don't move move enough. I guess you have two spectrums, and you put guys probably see yeah. this. You've got that person who is, as I spoke about, is engrossed in their job, or you know, doesn't has kids, and you know, time gets away with them, and they don't move half enough. And then you've got the person who probably does too much. Um, it's that middle ground that we're trying to get, and there's a lot of people. Um, I think that are missing that that middle ground um and if we could get less you know 
people moving more, just that 10% more. All it is is that 10% more. I think that's probably the, the big thing, the first thing. Um, second thing that I would say, I guess, again, I'm not a nutritional expert, but our eating habits definitely don't help. Um, our portion sizes are way too big. And it's only when you really go and analyze what you're eating that you really actually realize that. Um, and then the food choices that are branded as healthy and, you know, superfoods, I think they can be very misleading, you know, because a lot of the time they're very calorific. Um, and then if you're eating one of these and you're sitting at your desk for eight hours a day and you're not burning it off, you know, then we have a problem. Um, I suppose, I-, I suppose you actually see that now as well with... When you, you get people coming from a seated position and they obviously want to go into the gym and absolutely blast it straight away or beast it, and they're not getting the, 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 the proper guidance, number one, I suppose, from myself and Jared would deal with this all the time where we would have people coming in high-profile mm-hmm. jobs, and then we, we would have a warm-up sequence where you obviously take into account where, where the person's coming from, that seated position, and you need to take take into account, okay, what muscle groups do I need to be warm here? What mm. do I need to start my workout with? And I don't know, have you seen this with runners especially, where people like with bad nutritional habits, um, that might be carrying a bit of excess body weight on the joints and then would go straight to running as their first form of I want to lose weight, I'm going to run. Do you find that as a problem? Yeah, huge. Like um, one of the biggest barriers to being more mobile is having excess weight. Um, you know, so, I mean, if someone comes into me um, and they've got knee pain, um, all this, the treatment that I'm going to do to them um, is not going to help if they're carrying three stone extra on their on their knees, you know, um, and likely same thing with back pain. You know, so that's definitely something that is a problem. You can't just go from zero to hero and yeah. expect you to have like amazing results and you're going to be like that lean mean machine that you see on Instagram. You know, that's not reality. And, and people like to put that up on social media but social media like it's so far from reality that it's unfortunate that people are looking at these these so-called social media influencers and saying oh you know I, I want to be like them so it goes back to you guys and I suppose the onus on the physiotherapist to try and get that person to maybe go to a rehab professional you know uh, a personal trainer and get into that point and a graduated return, lose a little bit of weight, increase your activity. Um, and, and that's what it's about, really. Because, you know, yeah. any bit of movement that you're doing, as you know, if you do zero movement, like 20-minute walk a day, or 20-minute walk a day is going to strengthen up everything. Yeah, you know, absolutely. so definitely weight is a big factor. Yeah. Yeah, I on that topic of movement, um, I suppose we would see similar clients in a way that they, they come in with the, the regular issues of, um, tighter on the hips, lower back pain, and as Ruth said, because you don't move, there is that topic of of overweight and obesity. Um, with clients that come into you and like they might have back pain or knee pain, but they mightn't be uh, into any form of vis- physical activity. Would you find that it's a case of when they come to you, they you or they assume that you are going to fix their problem right from the get go, and they they, they don't kind of predict that they might have to do their own individual work and actually go about getting fitter. Um, that's one of our biggest um, barriers to getting a person better is their buy-in to the exercises that you give them. Um, and it's huge. I mean, I think the uh, person thinks that, oh, I'll go to the physio, she'll give me an L massage and I'll be grand, you know. Um, yeah, and that just absolutely. doesn't work like that, you know. I mean, you have to take the onus 
yourself and you have to take ownership for your own problems. And I, I guess it's you that got yourself there in the first place, be it now you may not be overweight or you may not be carrying excess weight, you know, but at the end of the day, you did something to put your body at jeopardy or you didn't do something to put your body at jeopardy. Um, so you got to take your ownership back. And yes, that is huge. People don't buy in and you'll find the, all the excuses in the world, you know, or oh, I haven't got time and, you know, between work and the kids and everything, you know, all it takes is five minutes. You know, we don't give you exercises that are pages long, you know, usually we try and keep it to three, four exercises um, and they're very easily done. Um, so, yeah, that is that is a huge problem. And people are looking for the quick fix, which would bring me to another issue and barrier that we would see or problem, go back to the problems of the general public. I mean, people have way too much reliance on medication. Absolutely, yeah. You know, be it for, you know, I'm feeling a little bit low or anything, you know. I mean, and that's a whole different, um, um, you know, that's a whole different um, aspect. But, I mean, medication is not the answer, you know, because like nine times out of ten, you can get as good results and better results from exercise. Now, albeit there's definitely um, issues where you do need to take medication. I'd be the first one to say it, you know, if you have a muscle spasm or something like that, yes, your doctor will prescribe you, you know, um, uh, medication. But the over-reliance medication is probably another issue that I would see and and, and not taking the onus on themselves and actually doing the hard work. I suppose it, I, what I kind of seen over the years is that the one thing it's the same as same as same as us with people trying to lose weight and maybe improve their lifestyle and improve their body image. We've the same problems, people wanting that quick fix. So I've no time. It's the same. Same yeah. things are going to crop up for both of us in our professions. But I, I, I suppose what I would have seen through physiotherapists and I think Jared, you've probably seen the same because we're dealing with a lot of rehab clients at the moment is that they kind of. I suppose there's always you struggle with getting people to do the exercises mm-hmm. you want them to mm-hmm. do because they tend to be maybe, oh, this is a bit monotonous. I don't know. I don't really want to do this. And maybe sometimes in the gym, we can get people to do an exercise because we say, okay, this is going to get you to X. And they say, oh, brilliant. I'm going to look a bit better here. And mm-hmm. so it's a more aesthetically pleasing or maybe aesthetically um, driven exercise that might drive the person more to do it. Mm-hmm. So I suppose with the physiotherapy, we find that when we, or like I often hear people, oh, I said, they've been injured and they've came back from the physio. Okay. Have you been doing, I just had this conversation last week. Have you done your exercises? No, once, once a week, I did it a couple of times. And, and like, I'm saying, okay, why didn't you do it? Okay. Now we have to input these exercises that your physio has given you into your workout to make sure you're doing them mm-hmm. because they aren't just giving you, giving you these exercises for nothing. There's a reason behind it. There's a mm-hmm. reason why you have lower back pain. There's a reason why your glutes are all locked up and glute medius is all locked up. So, I suppose that is a big struggle and that's where maybe the, the, the two parties between the physio, the physiotherapist and the coach can come together a little bit maybe and work together because we have worked with you in the past several times. Yeah, you know, um, I suppose sometimes it can be hard and we do, you know, we do recommend, you know, to get from, you know, you're at A and you want to get to, you want to get to C, you know, that B, um, I suppose, point is is always good to bring the, the coach in, in at, you know, um, and we do try and get... Um, clients to do that yeah clients don't always bite though you no know? no no absolutely. Yeah. um and that's probably another issue uh you know you'll say well you know we go down to the gym and speak to the coach and speak to the trainer and um try and get them to maybe go and do a class and people sometimes are afraid you mm-hmm. know they're afraid that oh god i'm not a gym bunny and i'm going to go in here and it's not you know it's my 
type of people or my type of person doesn't go to the gym, should I say. Um, and they're maybe a little bit, you know, put off by it, um, which is unfortunate because everybody goes to the gym. Yeah, and I definitely see here, I train here with you guys and peak performance myself. And I mean, it's friendly place. Everybody says hello, you know, and every type of person goes to the gym yeah. from young, old, you know, big, small, whatever. And everybody has a different fitness goal. And I guess what you see a lot of people doing is prepare, um, um, comparing themselves with, you know, that type of person who's been in the gym for the last yeah. five years. You know, you compare yourself to how you were yesterday, not to the person yeah. that's next to you. And if you were are ten percent better than you were yes than you were yesterday, that's a massive win for you. Um, and I suppose that's why you know trying to get people to go to the gym would be great you know and trying to get them in with a with a coach yeah. and I know you guys do some more group stuff here now as well so yeah. that's definitely Absolutely. something that someone might be able to look at you might not want the intensity of a one-to-one um maybe the group stuff is, is be better, be better yeah. you know and um I guess it's, it's 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 a little shortfall between finishing physio and this step up to yeah. you know personal training and sometimes I think for us that's um uh uh, challenge for us to find mm-hmm. something good in the middle. I suppose, Jared, like even with the, the the training age is something we speak about a lot in terms of, you know, you've got somebody that's coming in and they expect, they look at somebody and say, oh, I'm going to do what they're doing. But that person's lifting weights or doing a certain exercise or maybe they've ran marathons and half marathons for the last four or five years. Their body is starting to get accustomed to it. And I don't think people understand that um, concept of a training age. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely, like, and again, it's back to what Ruth said about the the whole it's the whole self comparison thing. Like, it's if you are like a, a mother or four who hasn't been active in, in twelve years and you have lower back pain, you are not going to be able to do what the, the the lady across the gym has been doing, who has been training for ten years, has had a coach for five years, and has a full background of like athletic history. Like, it's it's just comparing chalk and cheese, really. So you just always have to to bear that in mind um, when it when it comes to kind of choosing what exercise you're going to do and obviously adhering to, to plans that maybe a physiotherapist or a trainer has laid out for you. Yeah, that's important. They're going to come, and the problem is it leads to injury. That's the, the issue. People just go a little bit too advanced in technique so, selection yeah. and stuff like that. And um, coaches that are not competent in what they're doing is a that's huge a thing. thing yeah. um, somebody that's going to want to be the, that YouTube coach where they just want to pick the fancy exercises and think these are cool these are the in thing to do now let's do them with this person let's do them with every person they deal mm-hmm. with and I suppose you're seeing that coming into your clinic as well where you're seeing people injured yeah I mean like you know you have to be realistic about what you want to do you know you're going back to the mother that hasn't exercised in 12 years you know and like this old age you know uh, acronym that we have smart goals I yeah. mean it has to be like you're it has to be smart and it, it has sense, to be yeah. realistic. I mean, we, we do this from the age of 15 and are like studying from our leaving cert chemistry, you want to, whatever, set smart goals. So you should, this, you know, it's been going on for so long. And, um, you know, like you have to, if you want to, you know, run a marathon, okay, yeah, and you have never ran, okay, well, you set, your up, set yourself up and give yourself 18 months to, run that marathon it's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility but just be realistic you know if you want to um you know have a goal to lift x amount again be realistic in doing that so it's all about being realistic with your goals and that's the number one thing and if you're going into a a trainer and you've never lifted weights and that trainer is telling you oh great i'm going to have you lifting weights in um you know 90 have you squat 90 kgs in six weeks i mean like come on 
you know, straight away there, you know, there's there's something wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose that brings us on to question for you, the importance of weight training and both myself and Jared would be drilling this um, point across day in, day out and, and, and just kind of letting people know, okay, mm. somebody comes to us or would say our, our majority of our clients coming into the gym are coming in to lose weight. And the first thing we will look at is, okay, their history, we'll assess them, we will always add in resistance training because lean tissue um, is going to be metabolically better for your body burning calories than somebody that's just going to run muscle mass off them and that long-lasting weight loss is not going to happen for them. They're going to have that rebound effect because muscle and lean tissue is the driver of fat loss. Um, and I think we preach that a lot. Yeah, and even with the weight training that we'll probably get roots input here is like, it's just it's outside of how you look as well it's it's the strength of your bones and your your quality of life as you age and i think the problem with physiotherapy and, and, and coaching like we do is is people tend to only come to us after there's consequences so after they've been told they need to fix something is when they go do something about it when they would be much better off um preventing it beforehand and just looking after themselves before any injury or, or anything happens yeah, massively. And I mean, like people have this over-reliance on traditional medicine, just going back to the whole medication thing, um, uh, you know, and the GP route, not so much the GP route, but the surgical route, you know, I'm going to go to the surgeon, he's going to fix it and I'm going to be grand. Um, that's so far from the truth because, you know, the surgeon is, is fixing something, maybe he needs to fix it, um, but you're going to have a lot of deficits post that. And what's going to strengthen your muscle only resistance training Absolutely. you know so if you've got an injury there's a reason why you've got an injury that's identified by the physiotherapist and then it needs to be strengthened um and like the only way that you're going to do that is if you're putting resistance through your body um and people have this you know and you might start off with body weight resistance or you know very low resistance but then you got to build it up and people are so afraid of lifting weights and oh my god i can't lift weights i'm going to injure myself i'm going to hurt my back even more i'm going to bulk up um i mean i think that's starting to change now which is brilliant and women are, are starting to lift weights and i mean you come in here in the mornings at 6 a.m and there's so many women in here lifting weights it's brilliant you know yeah. um and like as jared said it goes back to not only looking in the mirror and looking aesthetically better but you know for bone health for our hormonal health um if you're postmenopausal um premenopausal um even you know after having a baby everything like that you know you go when you go through major changes in your body you know be that menopause um babies i suppose specifically talk about women here um that you your body changes hugely you know your ligaments your tendons they all change and that then even over reliance then on your i guess your 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 muscle for stability um and that's where our strength training comes in going back to um when our bone density is compromised at different times in our life again that's where our strength training comes comes in so it's not just about looking in the mirror it's about overall general health and it's huge you know if you want to be 80 and you want to be moving like a young one down in the domain you know, start doing some resistance training. And like you see, just to go on a point that you said there about lower back pain, which is obviously huge, yeah. people having disc issues and all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. It's just when you talk to somebody and they've got a back issue, the last thing they want to do is touch any weight. They think that's going to cause the problem again. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to likes yourself and a, or a back specialist, maybe going to a clinic in Dublin or you, you go to a, like any, any practitioner that's going to look at us, they're obviously going to put in some form mm -hmm. of posterior work, yeah. which is going to be true resistance training. Absolutely. So it goes back to that whole thing that people just 
don't understand where this problem is initially coming from mm -hmm. and they might have picked something up and twinged their back mm -hmm. a little bit which is a typical thing you'd hear people oh I was just putting on my pants and yeah. pulling my back mm -hmm. um, and, and it's not usually that one thing that pulls no, it no. it's usually years of doing stuff in a compromised way mm -hmm. that does it so when you think oh my god all I was doing was just lifting something from the floor well how many times did you lift it from the floor in that particular way in the last 10 years that's what did it not just that one time yeah um and i think what we need to maybe quantify as well is you know what is resistance training resistance training doesn't have to be squatting 90 no. kgs no. you know or deadlifting x amount from the ground you know resistance training can be just bodyweight squats to start Absolutely. off with and for nine times out of ten you see that that's what you do because you want mm. to get someone's technique better and get yep. their technique correct and then you start adding a little bit of weight and this is where the trainer comes in you know we can do so much in the clinic but then to take it to that next step you know your coach and your trainer in the gym is just absolutely like so important and it really will yeah the physio will maybe get rid of your pain temporarily um but for you to keep that pain away you got to strengthen the issue and address the problem the core problem and that's where i think the physio trainer aspect comes in um, really really well and gets you so that you're not coming back to the physio I mean the last thing we want to do is for you to come back to me with the same problem in your back every yeah. six months for me that's not a job well done and I found as well you know like myself and Jared work with rehab clients that working with the likes of yourself and having them boundaries that's what I would always say first if somebody comes to me with an injury I'll always say okay have you been dealing with a physiotherapist yes I have okay who is the physiotherapist and I will contact that physiotherapist and then we will see what what lanes we need to stay within mm -hmm. where we don't want to diversify out of mm -hmm. because that's a professional that has looked at somebody like yourself um, has given their opinion and they have given their protocol and what they want done yeah. and then from there I would obviously communicate with yourself mm -hmm. and then we would look at building the program not so much my own in, um, perspective but both of us yeah building guess, it together yeah. so we can put in the, the the coach can come from the strength side and um, putting in sets reps and mm -hmm. knowing what loads and progressions to do and then working off what the physio's recommendations for for that, that problem yeah no and at the end of the day it's we're we're not working against each other we're, no. we're trying to work together um, and I think sometimes some therapists and some coaches um, can think that, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to um, refer them to the coach now because they're going to, you know, um, take business away from me or they're going to like, I mean, that's not what it's about. It's about working together because yeah. at the end of the day, we all have a scope. OK, sometimes our scope can overlap a little bit. Great. Brilliant. You mean the more eyes on the one and on, on, on the one thing, the better. You'll pick up something completely different to what yeah. I'll see. Mm -hmm. um and then through both through both your eyes and my, and my eyes you know that'll give the the client the the best the best possible outcome yeah, and like i think on that point with it's with both sides it's again as we've mentioned before on podcasts it's it's that ego related thing it's like uh it's like they they don't want to admit to a client that they might know a little bit but there is someone who potentially may know more than them about a certain topic so whether it's uh injury preventing an injury programming strength training it, it's just that fear of like saying that they don't know something and and referring to someone who may know a, a little more and i think that the more we can kind of get that ego out of of the kind of healthcare wing in this industry and, and kind of work together it's just going to benefit more people as well yeah definitely i mean like I mean, who knows? show me the person that knows everything yeah i mean absolutely. it's certainly not me um and you know you might be doing something in a certain way for 
five years, some you might go somewhere, you might see something and you might say, well, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to change what I'm doing because mm-hmm. maybe this is a better way. Um, and that's what I think, you know, that's the, the beauty about getting all these different perspectives. Everybody has a different outlook. I mean, like you go to a, a yogi, they do something different to someone who um, might do Pilates or you might uh, go to someone who does Franklin method and they'll mm-hmm. do something different or your cranial sacral. I mean, everybody has a different uh, a different scope, as I said before. Um, and one scope doesn't work. That's why there's so many, yeah. doesn't always work, you know, for th- that person. So that's why there's so many different things. So try it out. You know, if you want to go to an alternative therapy, Reiki, blah, 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 do it. I mean, who's to say that physio is exactly for you or strength and conditioning is for you? Maybe you prefer to go to yoga five times a week. Once you're moving, I think that's the yeah, That's the thing, absolutely. You know? I think within any of our industries as well is there's always going to be that foundational base. Yes. And then from there, we're going to see a coach or we're going to bounce off each other. And maybe there might be a method that you're using. We use this word in, in the strength and conditioning world, a method more than, oh, yeah, that's a definite technique we have to do. No, we don't. It's a method we apply and it might work for some coach absolutely. and you might get something from that. And I think both of us as coaches here in peak performance, we learn a lot from physiotherapists because we we, we, we kind of want to see it through their eyes, what they're mm-hmm. looking at. And obviously they're seeing what we're doing with their clients. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a two way thing. Yeah. And I think that kind of, our next question was about crossing boundaries. And sometimes we need to cross the line a little bit, but what I've seen that in, in the industry, sometimes the, the, the especially the, the, the personal trainers, they go a bit too far just a little bit beyond what what they should be doing, especially when you're dealing with somebody with maybe the little more serious back injuries, uh, spinal injuries and stuff like that, where you need to just back away or doing very, very stupid exercises on somebody that has spinal flexion mm-hmm. and not taking note on that and just pushing it under the carpet until bang, something goes and that person is in serious problem. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of contraindications for different you know, for different injuries and different conditions and sometimes people are not always aware of mm-hmm. them and sometimes physiotherapists aren't always aware yeah, of them, you know, yeah, as, as much as, as coaches, you know. I suppose if, if I knew it all, I wouldn't be coming to peak performance for them to do my, you know, for you guys to do a program for me or for you guys to look at how I squat and tell me all this. I mean, I, you know, so, I mean, that's why, you know, on the other side of things, if you've got an injury, you're not going to say, you know, I can't fix myself type of thing. You're going to say, oh, I'll get the, you know, expertise of a physio or Absolutely. whoever it is and, and, and see how it is. So, um definitely things can be taken too far on, on both sides sides of the scale um and it's that it's that that center kind of you know that that little kind of overlap that we need to perfect yeah but i think a lot of sometimes it can be uh, the onus can be on the on the client and the and the patient as well because you can tell them and you can give them so much um and then they just sometimes you just can't you know, you can bring the horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Absolutely. You know, um, and even though you say, look, I think you should really do this or I think you really should do this, sometimes they just don't do it. And that's not through any fault of, of, of your own. I think a funny one I heard was uh, Tommy Tiernan, the comedian, had a, had, a, had a good one that you never know where the line is until you cross it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly, that yeah. boundary line, you just need to say, maybe put the toe over it, but not go too far over it. Yeah, exactly. I mean? And the more communication, I think that's the big Huge. thing. The more communication, I suppose that's probably maybe even a, a take-home message. The more communication that your, ther- your physiotherapist and your coach has, the better treatment and the better overall picture you are getting as a client patient because if you're is if there's if your physio doesn't want to talk to your coach if your coach doesn't want to talk to your physio and i'll go i don't should they don't they don't you know what do they know blah 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 
I mean, that's a big red light, if you ask me, you know. Um, That's someone saying, I don't need that person's input. And, you know, every input is is a valuable input. So, I mean, like, I think that's the the, the big thing, just communicate um, and make sure that, you know, as a client, um, if that your coach is not communicating with your therapist or your therapist is not communicating with your coach, make them. You're the one that's paying them to do it. So, you know, lay the law down. Yeah, look, and I think with with any massive results we've got from clients, um, we've had a lot of few uh, a few recently as well. But like they might have had uh, SOE joint pain or lower back pain. Any of the best results have always come with the help of um, a physio, uh, physio making a phone call to us or us ringing a physio or getting a detailed explanation of what they perceive as wrong. Um, and it just makes our life easier. And we've already got um, a professional opinion from someone who is qualified to do so rather than you see some coaches because we know a little about a little bit about anatomy that they kind of jump to their own conclusions um and like um that's where we kind of see bobby you would agree is where some kind of pts or coaches would need to stay in their lane when it comes to that kind of stuff and you can't diagnose or fix problems and if you're a client going to um a coach and they can they claim they can fix you um that that's that's unprofessional and they're actually not qualified to do so um, and again, it's going to bring us probably to our final question. Um, what would you say to get a root as a physiotherapy and us as coaches? What can we do together to help people and help improve their quality of life? I was thinking about this and I suppose, again, it's that middle area, that middle gray area, you know, maybe a collaboration between therapist, coach um, for people with the kind of um, more general injuries, you know, um, the likes of back pain or, you know, knee pain or, or, you know, neck pain or maybe, you know, post road traffic accidents, you know, maybe having a, a small group classes, you know, and that kind of brings them from the, the therapist um, into the gym working with the, the the coach but not on on their own you know that the therapist is there as well for people who are maybe a little bit afraid that's something that I think maybe could be done done better and and, and, and done more um, and then they can progress into working solely you know with the coach or even on their own in the gym under the kind of guidance or under the eye of the coach um, you know and it gives them an introduction to to maybe doing a little bit of resistance training and lifting weights and um working in a gym that maybe they've had no um, previous experience of what about you guys what do you think i think the biggest point that you kind of made earlier there was communication yeah that communication and basically the 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 the, the coach especially been upskilled in anatomy and fairly yeah, clued in clued, yeah. huge, huge included in there and because firstly the physio being um, yeah. upskilled in strength and conditioning you know because it's not just about you know, you need to know what to do and when to do it, yeah. you know, and what muscles are being worked in ex- exercises and stuff like that. So I would say that yeah. as well, you know, not only you guys, the onus is not just on you guys, but yeah. it's also on us as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And like when we're communicating with you, understanding, obviously when we're going and we're speaking to you, you don't have to break it down into absolute basic English to, to tell us, okay, this is the problem here. Mm-hmm. We yeah. Like the coach should understand anatomy at a very high level if you want to be a, a, a very, very skilled coach and be a person that's really going to help people. Um, you need to have that level of knowledge and you need to always be furthering education. And the more we do that and the more we deal with the likes of yourself, mm-hmm. the more we're going to upskill ourselves. And likewise, when you see us working and even programming, Say for you personally, mm-hmm. you're going to be learning, you're going to be seeing, you're in the gym all the time, seeing different shapes moving mm-hmm. and you're looking, going, okay, that person is doing this, this, this. So you're learning all the time as well. And I suppose through all that, we're going to be better coaches, we're going to be better physios um, and that communication pathway is going to be very, very clear between us. Yeah, I guess 
you know, I, this might be what I my my last thing, but um, you know, you can't. It's not. It's not so much as like it's monkey see, monkey do. You know, you can't expect someone to do something um, that and try and coach them to do something that you've never done. Absolutely. You know, and you're saying, oh, do some deadlifting here, do some squatting. And sure, you, you, you haven't done squatting in five years. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you you have to, you know, have experience doing what you're trying to get people to do because you have to know what it feels like and you have to know the teaching points and the coaching points and maybe different things that might, you know, they can tweak or something like that. So, you know, it is not just as like, oh, it's, see, it's, it's, um, do as, as do as I not just do as I say, but like um, say as I say as I do or whatever that analogy is. I probably got that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think the problem there is like if you're a physio, like you, you should make sure that you're able to train in the weight room as and like don't be a physio that doesn't do any training themselves and just kind of works off a textbook because mm-hmm. like, you need to have that practical application. Yeah. And if you're a coach as well, like too many coaches unfortunately haven't even looked at anatomy since they probably finished their exams and they're just um, kind of kind of going through on what they have remember from college and like there's no upskilling and continuous education there and, and really as well on, on the point we said what can we go do to improve um, I suppose that referral system if you're a physio um, you might see someone who's injured needs to do something and you might stay um, you have X, Y and Z you need to go to this person they can help you and if you're a coach and you see a client that has some form of pain and they might have some imbalances don't try to diagnose it yourself on the spot. You might send them to a professional and they can help them. And it's just kind of that dropping the ego out of the way and just kind of more of a teamwork situation rather than competing against each other. Well, I suppose that kind of wraps it up for this uh, podcast. So, Ruth, I, I just see on social media you have a few things coming up with Pilates and a few things in the future. Yeah, What's we um, have our postnatal Pilates classes starting back on Monday now um, here with you guys in your studio. Um, that's at half nine, and that's for anybody who's had a baby in the last 12 months. Um, we have, in March time, some mat work Pilates coming up, um, and then down the line some studio Pilates. So that's something really... Um, um really exciting um, and to look forward to and then uh, in february i think we're doing some bone health classes um that'll be kind of geared towards people who are um suffering maybe from osteopenia osteoporosis or issues with bone health um and then just what we have been doing every day for the last 10 years we'll be there to help you with any niggles and injuries and aches that you have so um thanks guys for having us on yeah thanks a million and we really appreciate your time today i know you're busy you're off uh, yeah, educating now. yourself yeah. in London over <laughs> yeah, the weekend, weekend yeah. so it's not nice. a social weekend it's a no, it's brain training brain training yeah so I'd be like uh, dead here on Monday morning at 6 o'clock but sure how bad <laughs> yeah, that was great and thanks for, for joining us and taking time to um, help us ed- educate the public as much as we can cheers okay guys thanks for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast stay tuned um, next week where we will have our next podcast released